You are tuned in to the Women of Faith podcast, hosted by award-winning author and transformation coach Nancy Ruffin. The Woman of Faith podcast is where today's woman comes to get her weekly dose of faith, inspiration, and encouragement. If you're ready to elevate your faith, skills, business, and life, then you're in the right place. Let's get started. Welcome back to the Women of Faith podcast, the podcast where we remind you that you were created to make an impact, whether it's on one person or 1,000, God wants to partner with you to do good work. And that is what I always want you to remember, that you have been created for more. And whatever that more is for you, if God has called you to it, he will also provide everything you need to be successful in that calling. I am your host, Nancy Ruffin, and I'm just so grateful that you have chosen to join me for another episode. So thank you for tuning in. So I just want to get some housekeeping out of the way. If this is your first time joining us, thank you for being here. Not sure how you found us but we are glad you are here nonetheless. If you have not yet subscribed to the podcast, take a moment and go ahead and do that right now. That way you will get notifications when new episodes drop and you'll never miss an episode. Um, And this is season two of the podcast. So if you're new here, you have a whole entire season to catch up on and a couple of episodes from season two. Now, if you're not new and if you're an OG and if you've been following me and rocking with me since the Nancy Ruffin show, thank you for your continued loyalty. I love y'all. I truly, truly love my community, my audience. Uh, So much of what I do is driven uh, by my desire to be in community. And this is something that I talk a lot about in uh, with my Women of Faith group. Uh, And if you've been part of the Women of Faith uh, Bible study for the past two years, then you know the incredible community of women that we have um, that are a part of that. But I'm really excited because the community is growing. um, And with that, there are so many things that I'm doing behind the scenes. And one of the things that I'm working on is that we're going to shift. We're going to kind of rebrand and relaunch. Um, So the Women of Faith um, is going to be transitioning, changing their name. And we're going to be now known as the Sisters in Faith. Because really, that's what I feel about that community. It's a sisterhood of women that are really brought together, joined by our mutual love and belief and faith in God. Because we're more than just women, we're sisters. Um, And so it just made sense to shift in that direction. So moving forward, we are officially the sisters in faith. Um, And if you want to be a part of this community, It's really easy to join us. You just have to attend our Bible study meetings. Um, The next cohort will be launching 
in January of 2023. Uh, right now, we are actually um, in a, a book club. We decided to read and discuss Joyce Meyer's Battlefields of the Mind. Um, because if you're familiar with me and any of the work that I do, everything is mindset focused because what we meditate on, the thoughts that we have, are what we create in our reality because thoughts turn into action and action creates things. And so if we don't have a good control of our thoughts and our minds, then we're not going to be able to create fulfilling, joy-filled, productive lives. So this book was something that I wanted to kind of study because I know that mindset is something that so many people struggle with. And the first couple of chapters of the book, uh, we were re- it really focuses on the strongholds that the enemy sets up in our minds, right? And so when we think about strongholds and we ask ourselves, well, what are strongholds, right? Well, strongholds are anything that separate us from God. So that's anything from limiting beliefs, negative thoughts, imposter syndrome. It's the stories that we tell ourselves that are not based in any facts or truth, but it's these narratives that we just create and that we continue to replay. Um, And then ultimately, we find ourselves in our own personal hell that we've created because we've allowed our minds to like run amok and really control everything around us when in fact we should be controlling our minds. Um, So we're studying that book um, for the rest of this year. And then the middle of January, we will be um, relaunching the Sisters in Faith Bible study. So if you want to join that in January, just shoot me an email and I will make sure that you are on the distribution list um, for the readings once we start to send those out. In any case, I'm so excited about this week's episode because this week I want to talk about the blessings in delays. And I know that for many of us um, who might be waiting, you know, a blessing, who might be awaiting an answered prayer, um, sometimes the waiting is hard and sometimes the delays can seem like they're a denial. Um, So in this episode, I want to kind of just touch a little bit on on that topic and why really the blessings are in the delays. So we're going to go for a a short break. Um, I encourage you to get a pen and a pad. I'm going to be just sharing a couple of reasons as to why our blessings might be delayed, and then it can offer some perspective, right, on some of the things that you might be able to do, not to speed up the blessing, right, because we know that everything happens in God's timing, but there are things that you can do while you're waiting 
for that blessing to arrive, right? Because sometimes the waiting season are also the preparation seasons, right? That's the time that God is using to develop you, to prepare you, to mold you, to build you up so that when you get the blessing, you don't fumble the ball. So we'll be right back after this quick message. So this week we are talking about the blessings and the delays. Now, I don't know about you, but I know that there have been many times when I have prayed on something, when I have wanted something so bad, and I didn't necessarily get it when I wanted it. Um, And I think the most prominent thing for me that sticks out into my mind uh, is when I was trying to have a baby. Um, you know, and you would think that trying to conceive or trying to have a child um, would be a relatively easy thing to do, right? <laughs> um, but it, it isn't. It, it's not easy. Um, it is hard because, again, the timing has to be right, right? Like the sperm and the egg have to meet at precisely the right time in order for that sperm to fertilize the egg and so that a baby could develop. And while it's in theory, it seems easy, it, it's difficult. And when I was going through my own motherhood journey, it was so hard for me. And I remember just the many nights clinging, you know, to on my knees, on the floor, just praying and crying to God to bless us with a child. And it wasn't happening. No matter how much we were trying, (laughs) um, it just wasn't happening on our time. And then when it did happen, when I eventually did get pregnant for the first time, that baby um, resulted in a miscarriage and I ended up losing that child. And I remember um, cursing God. I remember just being so angry at him because what God would place life in my body, knowing the desires of my heart, knowing how badly I wanted to be a mom um, and, and place the life there, place the life in my womb, and then basically, basically rip it out of me. Right? That's, what it was, that's what it felt like when I went to the, the doctor and they told me that they no longer heard the heartbeat and that I would eventually miscarry. Um, and I was in denial uh, because I refused to believe what the doctors were saying because I wanted more than anything to have this child. And I believed that if God placed this baby in my womb, that there was no way that that would happen. But lo and behold, right, God had a bigger plans or a different plan for me. And I ended up losing that baby. And I was beyond broken. It was a grief that I had never experienced um, ever in, until this day. Like I've suffered losses in my life, you know, family members and never nothing as painful as losing a child that you want, that is in your body, that you've heard the heartbeat, that you have all these dreams and visions for. 
Um, and I remember just like saying, God, why? Why would you do this to me? Why would you deny me this blessing? And I, when I was going through the miscarriage, it happened in June of 2011. And I had vowed that I didn't want to try anymore because it was just too painful. And there was no way that my heart um, could take another blow, another devastating blow like that. But there's something that happens, you know, when you want something, when there's something that you truly desire, um, that desire doesn't go away. So even though I was hurt and I was grieving and I was mourning, the desire for me to mom, to be a mom was still there. And so after I allowed my body to heal for a couple of months, my husband and I decided that we would try again. And five months after that miscarriage, I became pregnant for a second time. And thankfully, that that pregnancy resulted in the birth of my oldest daughter. And what I can see now that I couldn't see back then was that that miscarriage had to happen in order for my daughter to be born. Because had that first baby been born, it wouldn't have been my daughter. It would have been, I mean, it could have been another daughter. It could, you know, it would have been another baby, but it would not have been my baby, the one that I gave birth to, my beautiful Avery. Um, And so I don't know why I had to experience that level of pain and hurt and grief but I can accept it because there was a blessing that I received in my daughter. And I think one of the things that that experience taught me was to never question the things that happen in my life, to never question why God allows us to go through certain things. Because during those five months, I really had to put all my faith and trust in God. And maybe up until that point, I wasn't trusting him and maybe I was doubting him, right? And, and my faith had to be increased and my patience because, you know, patience is such a big thing because we always want things to happen on our time. But God is a sovereign God and everything happens in his time. And so I don't know what it is that you are praying for. I don't know what blessing you're waiting for, but I want you to trust that there is a reason and a purpose in the delay. Because sometimes the delay, that waiting season, is also your preparation season. It's also the time that God is using to prepare you to prepare you to receive the blessing. And that could very much have been the case with me. Maybe I wasn't ready to receive the blessing. Maybe there was some some stuff that God had to work out in me and through me before he could bless me with being a mother to a child. Because there's a danger in receiving a blessing that you're not prepared for. If you're not prepared for the blessing 
you're going to misuse it. You're not going to steward it properly. You're going to fumble it. You're going to drop the ball, right? And then the blessing that you were supposed to have to bring glory to God, you won't be able to do that because you're not prepared to do it. And so we have to be mindful of exerting our own needs and desires over God's plan and God's will. Because God is a God of order and timing, not of chaos, right? So I know that there are times when we want things so much and so badly that we will try to maneuver and navigate and move things and try to force things into happening, right? And sometimes when we force things, like sometimes stuff just be messing up. When we try to force something that's not meant for us, the outcome is hardly ever good. So if you're forcing something to happen or if you're forcing a specific outcome and the thing that you want is still not happening, it's because it's not God's will or it's not God's time. And I think that you should step back for a moment and just ask, ask God to give you the patience that you need to wait for the blessing. To ask him to prepare you to receive the blessing. Because there might be areas of your life that are a hot mess right now. There might be areas of your life that you have to get in order before he can give you the thing that you are praying for. The thing that you want. Because I just want to remind you that just because you're not getting it when you want it doesn't mean that you're never going to get it. You know, um, in our last Bible study cohort, we started reading the book of Genesis and we ended um, at chapter 20. And now when we resume our Bible study, the new cohort in January, we're going to continue reading the book of Genesis. And the book of Genesis is one of my favorite books of the Bible, not just because it's the book of the, where we have the story of creation, but because there's just so many great stories in there that are applicable today in our lives. And so in Genesis, we see Joseph, who is the son of Jacob, right? He's one of the 12 tribes of Israel. I think he was Jacob's 11th son. And in Genesis, God promises Joseph that one day he would rule and that he was going to rule over Egypt and he was going to rule over his brothers, right? This was a promise, that God made to Joseph. But then for the next 13 years of Joseph's life, from when he got that dream or that vision from God, everything went exactly opposite to the promise that it could have caused Joseph to think or to believe that God's promise to him was never going to come to fruition, that it was never going to manifest because so many things happened to Joseph. Joseph, because he was born to Jacob in his old age, was Jacob's favorite son. 
And because Jacob loved him so much, he gifted Joseph this beautiful coat full of all these beautiful royal looking colors, right? And so this favoritism made his brothers hate him. Like they hated him so much that they plotted his death, right? Like they pretended to kill him. Um, and instead they sold him to the Egyptians because they wanted to get rid of him because their father favored him so much. So they told Jacob that Joseph had been killed, that he had been attacked by some animal, right? In the the wilderness or something. I can't remember the exact details, but uh, the brothers told their father that Joseph had been killed. But in reality, they had sold him to be a slave to the Egyptians, right? So Joseph becomes a slave in Potiphar's house. Now, Potiphar was like this high-level military rank, you know, in the Pharaoh's um, army. Um, And so Joseph goes to work in Potiphar's house as a slave. You know, now Joseph was young, he was strong, he was handsome, like he was great at everything he did. And in addition to that, he was gifted with the ability to interpret dreams. This was one of his gifts. And while at Potiphar's house, Potiphar's wife becomes smitten with him, right? And she, um, you know, she tries to like put it on him. (laughs) You know, she makes advances um, at him, which he, you know, he doesn't go for. He he stops her like in her tracks and he was like, you crazy, you bugging, you're like my master's wife, like we're not even going to go there. But because, you know, he denies her, she falsely accuses him of raping her, right? So when Potiphar comes home, she tells him that Joseph tried to rape her. So then, of course, now he gets thrown in prison, right? So he's in prison um, and in prison. Like he does whatever he's supposed to. And in prison, he gains favor with like the prison guard, right? So then one day the Pharaoh, you know, starts having these crazy dreams that he can't necessarily like interpret or understand. So because the prison guard knows that Joseph has this gift of dream interpretation. Um, he brings Joseph to Pharaoh and, you know, Pharaoh tells Joseph his dreams or whatever. And Joseph tells him that basically um, there was going to be seven years of fruitfulness in Egypt followed by seven years of famine. And so Joseph, because of this gift, was able to advise the Pharaoh on how to prepare for the famine. And as a result, he ended up gaining favor with Pharaoh. Um, So he ultimately gets released out of prison. He gets promoted. He's like the second in charge of Egypt, right? It's Pharaoh and then it's him. Um, And then like ultimately... You know, he ends up, and this is like further in Genesis, but it, 
eventually um, his father learns that he isn't dead. He brings his brothers and his father into Egypt. He takes care of them. And I mean, and he becomes, you know, like the ruler. He is the one that rules over Egypt. Um, and I, I share this story, one, because it's I love it. I absolutely love the way that it depicts some of the hardest times in Joseph's life, but how God can take those things, those struggles, those difficult moments where we can be broken and beaten and just really downtrodden and use all of that to elevate us into our purpose, right? And there was a reason why Joseph like why all those things happened to Joseph, because every single thing led him to Pharaoh. It led him to gaining Pharaoh's trust, right? So had he not been sold by his brothers to the Egyptians, he never would have met Potiphar, right? Had he not met Potiphar, Potiphar's wife could have never accused him of rape and he never would have been sent to prison. Had he not been sent to prison, the official could have never told Pharaoh that there was a man in prison that could interpret dreams, right? So you see what's happening? Like everything is interconnected. All of the dots needed to connect in order for Joseph to get into this position so that he can rule and that he can be king. And so much of that can be applied to our own lives because we can pray for something. God can give us a vision. God can give us the promise. He can tell us, you know, this is what's going to be in your life. And then we get bombarded with all of these different things in our lives, all of these different obstacles. We get knocked down. We lose our jobs. We get sick. Our spouses abandon us. Maybe we have, you know, um, just bad relationships with our, our parents or our siblings, like whatever it is, all of these things that we endure through our lives. But all of it is necessary because through those struggles, through those obstacles, God is preparing us. And so that is what I want you to think about this week as you sulk, maybe, as you question why God hasn't answered your prayer, why the blessing is denied, maybe you need to ask yourself, well, God, where is it that you're preparing me? What is it that I need to develop so that I can be ready to receive the kingdom, the blessing that you have for me? You know, and while we know that God is always in control, then we also have to know that he has his reasons for his delays. And I know that sometimes it can be challenging like to face those delays. It can, it can feel like we're being forsaken. We might not understand why we're struggling right now in this season. Maybe, you know, you are faithful. You go to church every single week. You're a good person. You take care of people. You do what you have to do, right? And you still feel like God is forsaking you. You might be waiting for a spiritual breakthrough. You're still waiting for your answered prayer. You're waiting for healing. You're waiting for um, an answer to whatever problem you're having, 
And it can become discouraging and even overwhelming to our faith. Like it, the delays or when our prayers aren't being answered when we want them, they can cause us to doubt God. Or even like me, when I went through my situation, when I was angry at him. And I don't want to have anything to do with God, you know, during that time. Because I felt like he was withholding something for me. But the truth is God has his reasons and we might not ever understand why he does the things that he does. But I want to offer you five reasons why God might be delaying his blessing in your life. The first one is he might be delaying because, like I said, you're just not ready to receive it. Philippians chapter 1 verse 6 tells us, and I am sure of this, that he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion at the day of Jesus Christ. So while the delay may be frustrating or even confusing, we know that God is at work behind the scenes to accomplish his will for your life. And you may not see his hands at work, but you can trust that his promises are true. And you may not be ready for the answer just yet, but God is working to make sure that you are ready when it comes. The second reason why God might be delaying is because he might be protecting you from something, right? Sometimes that delay is protection, Because he knows everything. He knows what's going to happen tomorrow. He knows what's going to happen next week. He knows what's going to happen a month from now. He knows what's going to happen a year from now. And the delay might be protecting you from something harmful. Because he knows the people, places, things, and happenings in all places at all times. He knows the outcome before it occurs. And because he loves you, he only wants those things in your life that will further his work and accomplish his will. Remember, Romans 8.28 tells us that his plans are all good. The third reason he might be delaying is because of his timing, right? It's not always when we want, it's when God wants. And Isaiah 55 verse 8 tells us, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. Right? So it's not always when we want, it's when he wants, because his timing is always perfect. He is in full control of everything, all the time. And his delay might simply be because the answer you seek is not in his timing yet. He's not ready because everything has to happen in divine order. And so even though you want it to happen now, right now, God is saying, you got to pause the break, shorty. You got to chill. You got to wait, right? You got to get that patience up because it's not about when we want. It's about when he wants. And sometimes that timing means that we have to learn how to be patient. So I I encourage you to ask yourself, does your patience have to be built up? 
Or maybe it's not your patience, right? Maybe it's your trust. Maybe it's your faith. And that's number four, right? God might be delaying your blessing because he's using the delay to grow your faith because he's wanting to see how faithful are you. How much do you really believe in him? Because you say you believe in him and it's easy to believe in God when everything is going right, when everything is going when we, the way we want it, when everything is happening on our timeline, on our timeline, right? It's easy to have faith in God then. But what happens when things don't go our way? What happens when the prayer isn't being answered when we want it? What happens when the healing isn't coming as quickly as we want it? What happens when there's another obstacle that comes in our way and we haven't even cleared out the last obstacle that was put in our way, right? What is your faith like then? Are you still believing in God? Are you still trusting in God? Or is your faith like wavering? Is it wishy-washy? Are you doubting God now? Right, That delay, that obstacle might be God's way of growing your faith. How much do you trust him? I mean, and only you can answer that, right? especially when you look at where you are in your own life. Like I have my own struggles I'm going through right now. And I have to tell you that it has been a season for me of trusting God. And when I'm ready you know, to tell the story of everything that's happening, like I will, I will tell it, but God is like, he's testing my faith and my trust and my belief in him. But you know what? My faith is not wavering. It was a little bit, I ain't gonna lie. But then I recentered myself and I remembered who God is and I remembered everything he has done for me in the past. I remember every prayer he has already answered, every door he has already opened, every door that he's closed that was leading to destruction. Like that is what I'm leaning on in my seasons of waiting, in my seasons of delay, in my seasons of where I'm not sure what's happening or why it's happening. I'm just tro- I'm going back on the promises that God has already fulfilled in my life. That's the proof. That's how I get my faith up because I've seen what he already has done. And if he did it before, he could do it again. And then the last reason why he might be delaying, because he might want to give you a new direction. Sometimes the direction we want to go in is not necessarily the direction we need to go in. So the delay might be his way of redirecting you. His delay may be his way of telling you that you need to seek his will in this and not yours. Because you may be praying in one direction, but he wants you to pray in a different direction. And this may be a gentle way of saying, quote unquote, no to your request, to the thing that you want. It might might be a no, right? And how, how will you receive that no, right? Because if it's not God's will, and if it's not his timing, if it's not his direction, right? It could be that he has something better for you. It's like that meme that we've seen, you know, on social media 
with the little girl that's holding on to like that little teddy bear that she loves so much. And God is telling her, well, give me that. Right. And behind his back, he has this super big, you know, bigger teddy bear for her. But she doesn't want to let go of what she has because she's doubting what God has for her. And that might be true for you. You might be praying on a prayer that God is saying no, because I have something better for you. So I just want you that I want you to be reassured that whatever you're facing today, whatever blessing you're waiting on, whatever prayer you feel like is being delayed and being answered, God has his reasons for his delays. And no matter what, you can trust him because he loves you and he only wants the best for you. And you've seen this in your life already. Like he's proven it to you over and over and over again. Just think about every prayer he's already answered for you. Think about the many times he's already redirected you. When you thought you wanted something, but he had something better in store for you. Listen, life's road is full of potholes and obstacles. But God is a good God. God is an intentional God. And God will build a bridge over the potholes using the very obstacles that once blocked your way. If and only if you trust in him and obey and stay faithful and don't lose hope. Just because you can't see him working doesn't mean that he's not. But you have to do your part. You have to get your faith up. You have to stay faithful and hopeful even in the middle of your storms. Because the breakthrough is coming. The blessing is coming. A delayed blessing is not a denied blessing. And with that, I'm going to end this week's episode. I hope this episode blessed you. I hope that it leaves you with something to think about, that it gives you a new perspective in how you see the delays in your life. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Women of Faith podcast. If this episode blessed you, consider supporting us by leaving us a rating, giving us a review, writing a comment, and sharing with your network. And if you feel really moved, you can consider making a financial donation to the link in our episode notes. Until next time, I pray that you are blessed, that you step boldly into what God is calling you to do, and that you never forget that you were created for more.